But also, you know, what we do, like I said, I do three times a day because it's our platforms. It's your distribution. If you have something you want to share, share that shit as much as you want. Mm -hmm. And if they and if they leave and don't want to be on your page, then that's not your audience anyway. Welcome to Unmiss, your go-to digital marketing hub. I'm Anatoly Ulatovsky, here with expert tips and exclusive chats to boost your online game. Let's get started. Hello, good people. Welcome to our show. Hello, bad people. Welcome to our show. Hello, guys. Welcome. Hello, welcome anyone who want to learn more about social media. Today, it's a must-have to grow your brand, to get results, to get sales. Everything you can do in social media. I'm so excited to discuss a lot more about that with Jared and Cheddar. How are you? Yeah. <laughs> We're doing well. No, he, he's... He... I love his intro. He said, hello, bad people. <laughs> yeah. You know, in social media, in marketing, we always learn our customers, users before creating content. And uh, I don't know who can call himself bad or good. I don't know. Sometimes I'm bad. <laughs> so that's okay. <laughs> real. I, I like it. But you got to know your demographics, man. got to know your demo. Of course. Of course. Okay, guys, before we start, just tell more about yourself, experience, background, and why you decided to choose social media. We have many different digital marketing channels. Why social media? Yeah. So uh, I know for me, social media changed my life, brother. So for those not, um, not familiar with my story, I've been in um, social media. I've been in marketing and digital market for 11 years, right? So I sold everything from SEO, from programmatic. I brought a couple of brands to market. Um, I worked at Talkwalker, Hootsuite, you name it. And what took over for me was me developing my personal brand on LinkedIn, what the opportunities that that um, presented itself, right? So I just went downstairs every single morning with my partner, Lee Gall. Shout out to Lee. I know you had him on the show recently. Yeah. Shout out to Lee. And me and him would go downstairs every single morning where we worked at an agency called iPoolRank. And we just pulled out our phone and started recording content. And our whole goal was to, one, create, create a better sales experience for our customers we were tired of outbound we were tired of cold calling we were tired of just doing a thousand emails getting one response back and that one customer that you did get on the phone that person isn't ready to buy we got tired of that shit. so i was like no it's got to be a better way and once we utilized linkedin I actually realized the potential of it and who i can reach through it um it was game over and i fell in love so from there i just continued to developing personal branding and then we created our business otb digital outside the box to help brands think more creative about their content and do what we did Process. Wow. Yeah, nice, nice. Cheddar, what about you? Um, so initially, um, I wasn't really big into the, the whole social media space as far as using it as a marketing tool. Um, I more used it to stay in contact with, with family and, and colleagues and, and alumni that, you know, uh, from school and things of that nature. Um, it wasn't really until I started to see the economic um development that our culture was was obtaining from using social media as a promoting platform that i actually started to take it uh, more serious than looking at it as a hobby um and things of that nature right <clears throat> because you know when when the platform was initially created it wasn't created to monetize from it was just created for you to share your thoughts or your your videos or whatever the platform provided some were video based Um, some were photo based and they integrated. So, you know, like a, a lot of other people, I just I just enjoyed the fun of it. You know what I mean? I downloaded mm -hmm. the app. And I was liking a bunch of pictures and, you know, videos and whatever the app was. And I just used it, you know, strictly for that. It wasn't until, um, you know, I got with my cousin and we actually, you know, sat down and talked about it. And I seen the potential uh, that it had already created and other success stories that I, that we actually started to take social media serious as a force to push um, your brand 
and 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 raise awareness and and to help to create revenue so yeah absolutely awesome. Nice, nice. Uh, you mentioned about legal. Uh, I, you know, what I like in this guy that I can learn about AI and about sales. I think uh, if you create a strategy and forget about sales, it's tough to get results. Even if I get a million views, it doesn't mean that I can get revenue, get profit from uh, getting this revenue, uh, this views, uh, engagement. So let's talk about creating the right strategy, considering sales, that we need to get sales in the end and how to adopt ai today in this strategy yeah so for i think how we we utilize ai in a very simplistic way right we use it just to streamline some of the tedious processes that we automate or we already have in our sales funnel right so we use ai for clips we use ai for our title tags descriptions we use it for thumbnails sometimes we use it for a lot of different avenues and that's how we incorporate that and in terms of like our, um what was the first one you said it was um you said something else right before the uh, AI. What was sales. the other point? Sales. So sales, yeah. we keep it very simple as well. Teach them how to fish and we'll teach them how to fish and they'll learn yourself fishing poles. Give people the strategy. So if anybody listening, our strategy is we're gonna, not going to hoard our information. What we learn, we give back to the community and then we help others, right? And those people in our community sometimes could be the global social media strategist at a big brand. It could be the president of a big brand, the CEO, the CMO, right? And as long as you build that trust within your community, within your audience, sales are going to be a, a, a result of that. So don't think that it has to be a one size fits all. Find your voice, find your brand, and then develop your, your skill set and then give it back to your network and then sales will drive because you will be the thought leader in that space. Yeah, nice, nice, man. Yeah. I love it. it. When you... We come, we come from a very urban hustle-based community. Uh, one thing that we are taught early is don't chase the money. I, I cannot stress this enough, right? Yeah. Come up with an answer, with a solution to a problem, right? That's what sales is. You're selling somebody something that hopefully is going to better their life, right? Let me sell you a washing machine because instead of you doing all this and washing clothes by hand, you can do all of these loads and easy and, and I can help your life, right? So that's what Jared said, right? Um, you know, teach them how to fish and they'll learn you sell fishing poles. So what we try to do is we try to just solve a problem. Right now, the problem is miscommunication and misinformation from the top of the food chain down to the bottom of the food chain where we come from. We're trying to we're trying to close that gap. We're not going to get it all the way closed, but we're trying to get it small enough so that the information becomes accessible enough for people to change. Once you start doing these things, you build a community. They're going to support you anyway. It, it, it just it's just like that. When you solve a problem and you're the go to person, even if you're not selling that service, people are going to get so comfortable with relying on you for that information. At the moment you decide to sell anything, it's going to be an automatic way. Yeah, yeah. You, you remind me my failure. You know, when uh, once I decided to start a new project because we found market gap you know big gap so we decided to fill this gap uh, yeah. and i invested a lot of money resources my personal time and three years i hated uh monday i love friday <laughs> and <laughs> i gave up with this project i decided i will never chase money i will never chase any revenue if you don't enjoy the process you can't overwork others even if you find this gap it doesn't mean that you can fill this gap with because I didn't love this project. Yeah. I think it's very important to love, to enjoy. And my 15 years son, uh, he always asked me, uh, he started to post content on TikTok and he asked me how I can uh, monetize my efforts. I replied to him, 
don't need to do it. Just grow your audience. Get a loyal people. Then, then, then you can think about that. But when you have uh, 400 followers, it's not enough. You know, just enjoy, lo love it. If you love it, then money will come. So yeah. You, said, you, studied, you nailed it. You said if you don't love what you do, then you can't outwork others. That was the gem right there. Yeah, that, that was real. Yeah, man, I love that. Because you don't look at at that point. It's not work for you. So yeah. The difference, the difference between people that that are good and people that become great is is just a very simple distinction that. You can be good at something and have a good work ethic and excel at it. But if I love what I'm doing, like this is my life's work, then you'll never outwork me because it's never worked for me. Yeah, so it, it, hours of the life's day, not. vacation, it, none of it matters because it's my life's purpose. It's my life's work. I'm going to put everything I have into it. So that's the key to it. You know, finding mm -hmm. something that you actually love to do that you're not looking at it as work because it's all going to be tedious. It doesn't matter, Anatoly, what business you get into. It does yeah. not business yeah. is business Facts. and i try to teach people this all the time business yeah. is always going to be business restaurant car it doesn't matter you have to build everything from the ground up but if you love it then you'll put more energy more effort into it that you know the ideas will come but if you're just doing it for a paycheck it's it's only but so far you're going to be able to take it That's nice it. nice yeah, uh, guys, I want to ask about organic reach, how to get this organic reach, especially uh -huh. today when yeah. all social media are overwhelmed, uh, TikTok, LinkedIn, everywhere. It's not like even in 2020 when I decided to grow my uh, audience on LinkedIn, I think I spent less effort than I can do it today to get this organic reach yeah, uh, sure. because many people uh, joined the social media that was like for finding uh i don't know people to your team but today uh, it's like social media like facebook like anything else so i want to ask about creating high quality content uh valuable content and um, i want to share misconception that i disagree that about quality you know for example when i watch uh, interview with mr beast yeah about filming a hundred bad videos if you start from scratch you need to film a hundred bit vi videos to improve a little bit step by step, you can craft your content to get quality. Uh, but if I uh, take any marketing guides, I can see you need to create high quality content. I don't know how to do it in the beginning. My first draft article were terrible. You know, everything that yeah. I did, terrible. But I can craft my skills uh, in some time. So tell about patience and quality. What quality means and how to... Uh, uh, I don't know, like uh, to to improve your quality step by step, and it's it's a good idea to start with quantity. I mean, like to create a lot of content and test it. What yeah. do you think about that? That you you nailed it, right? I, I think it's just trial and error, right? So me and you started Anatoly when we were we were like the OGs of LinkedIn, right? When everybody was just sharing webinars and shit, and it was boring on LinkedIn. Nobody really knew the real opportunity. That's where we, me and you, were on, right? And then people started seeing you and I succeed. Right. They started seeing opportunities that come out of it. They seen us with 100,000 views and all this other stuff. Right. And they're like, holy shit, uh, I need to get on this. So it went from 2% of people on LinkedIn to now anywhere between 5 to 7% of people on LinkedIn constantly. So that took a dip in, in organic reach. But the problem is, same thing like value, quality is subjective. And people take that and be like, hey, I did to make quality content. If I make a pull out of my phone right now, me and Chad make a video just saying, hey, we had a great day today. That's quality to me. Yeah. And if it's valued as one person, I've won. And that's how we look at it. So that's what we, 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 we end up, we posted what last year, bro. We only did 
We only posted clips of the podcast. And usually I'm a long form content type of person. We still got a million views on LinkedIn. We still did a million views on Instagram. We still did a million views across, you know, across all of our social media platforms. So, so when in terms of organic reach, staying consistent, knowing what works for your audience, knowing who your audience is. But for me, I keep it simple. I create content that I want to see and hopefully that others want to see. And for us, it just happened to work out and pan out that way because we know from people in our community what they want to see and how we want them to learn. So that's what it mm-hmm. just keep on going. Don't get into the whole quality subjective. It's going to get better. Your 101st video is going to be better than your first video. Just do it. The problem is most people don't even start. So start it and grow it. It took me three, four years. But three years ago, I was working at an agency. And now three and a half years later, me and my cousin are both running our own successful business and our own agency. So it's possible, people. Yeah, nice. I remember Mr. Beast said that he uh, bought a first camera after seven years of creating content. So he spent seven years to film content and then he uh, could allow to buy first camera and he started by the way to film videos uh, by using web camera you know even he he didn't have iphone or any other gadget just with web camera and today everyone knows mr beast i think because of passion yeah because of patience passion many things yeah and passion passion you you you, that's it brother the passion goes back to if you don't love what you do everybody's gonna start differently brother i started with an iphone you started with a webcam mr b started with an ipad there is no formula for this thing there is no one-to-one formula you have to find what works for you and what you love to do and then go full force with this shit there's no there's no silver bullet for social media yeah The, the thing that i think a lot of people seem to overlook is art imitates life and life imitates art you understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Think about this. When you're born, you're a child, you're a baby, right? You can't walk, you can't talk, you don't even know how to crawl yet. You have to learn each thing. And then when you learn how to crawl, then you learn how to stand and you fall. You build on each thing that you've learned before to become proficient. Then eventually you learn how to walk and you learn how to jog, then you learn mm-hmm. how to run. That is the same thing as building any. This is an art form. Podcasting is an art form, music, yeah. everything is an art. You are an artist, right? Any artist in any type of uh, abstract you're using, any type of medium you're using, you only get better with practice. Plain and simple. You don't know who your audience is until your audience tells you where your audience. You understand yeah. what I'm saying? So yes. when you're creating content, like Jared said, I, the, the best gym is to create content for yourself. Yeah. If you find Anatoly that you have put your energy and your passion into creating something, then it's quality. Everybody's not going to love you. Just understand that never in any situation, doesn't matter what you do, how much you give back. It's always going to be a difference between people that love you and people that just don't relate to you. As an artist, just get comfortable with that and and concentrate once you figure out who your community is to feeding your community of the people that are supporting you. But but you, you start here first with the passion. Do it for yourself. Put it out there. Let people absorb it. And they'll tell you who your community is. And then you can fine tune the, you know, uh, what you put out and you can always get better. It, it just takes practice and dedication with anything. That's it. Yeah. That's I, it. I'm I, so I, used to having our, I'm so, used, and we use StreamYard too. I'm so used yeah. to having my buttons on the side. I'm ready to hit the button. I don't have no damn buttons. Yeah. <laughs> and, how do you, and how do you hide the thing, bro? Cause I see we are live the 15th. When we go live, we usually have a number that shows how many people go live. How the hell did you hide that? Yeah. Um, I usually get most views on LinkedIn um, and uh, my team convert to audio podcast, but 
in StreamYard, uh, I don't see this number. I don't know. It's like I usually check after the podcast, you know, how many people yeah. watch. So yeah, it, it usually tells us in real time. So if it has like 10 people, 20 people, it'll say right next to the live. So I'm like, how did you hide that? That's kind of yeah. fire. I like that. A lot. Uh, Okay, 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 okay. Uh, Jared, you mentioned about consistency. You know, I, I like this word, but I see when people misunderstand consistency and think about frequency. You know, I think uh, two words yeah. are different. And yeah. can you tell uh, how to find your consistency? Uh, probably you can share how much time to spend, you know, how long to be on social media. So, any tips about that? Yeah, absolutely. So, for me right now, what I started to do, uh, at least for the past year, we we have so because we have an abundance of content. We have over a thousand clips from the show, and we're constantly doing two shows a week. So we always have new content being generated on top of our own content. So what I do is I do at the beginning of the week. I use Opus AI. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the tool. I create all of the episodes. Make sure we go in, we edit the clips, we put them in a folder, we put them in a drive, and then we schedule out our posts for the week. Uh, so what I try to do is one in the morning around nine, run around twelve, or usually before nine. Try to go like 8.30. 8.30 is a better sweet spot. By 9, people are already at work. They're already doing what they need to do. So 8.30 works really well on LinkedIn, 12 for lunch, and then 5.30 again once around when people are getting off of work. Those three times. But also, there is no there is no civil ability. That's just what works for me, right? I've seen posts, and I've only posted one time, and that does 100,000 views. I've posted some things where it was like, hey, I'm just in the gym right now. I want to get something off my chest. And I just wrote a long-form post, and it did 200K views, and it was like 11 o'clock in the afternoon. Good content is going to perform. Doesn't matter what time. You put that shit out at one o'clock in the morning. If it resonates, it resonates. Just try to figure out what resonates with your people and then figure out the frequency, right? Because your your analytics, pay attention to your analytics. Your analytics are going to tell you what's good, what's not. Your people are going to tell you what's good, what's not. So in terms of consistency, find what works for you. Don't overexert yourself. But also, you know, what we do, like I said, I do three times a day because it's our platforms. It's your distribution. If you have something you want to share, share that shit as much as you want. And mm-hmm. if they and if they leave and don't want to be on your page, then that's not your audience anyway. Yeah, nice, nice, love it, love it, uh, guys. I wanna ask about uh, repurposing content, uh, and uh, uh, I see when people uh, are doing this wrong. I mean, like for example, uh, when I started uh, to grow my social media accounts in 2020, so uh, I spent uh, equal time on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. Um, LinkedIn everywhere, yeah. but uh, my best results were like five, ten followers a day, a few hundred views, no, nothing special. Then yeah. I sw- I switch all my attention to LinkedIn. I spend so much time to write comments, to create content, to craft, to take part in discussions, and yeah, I I grew my audience because of paying all my attention to LinkedIn. So I ignored other social media i think it's okay to repurpose content if you have extra resources i mean for example charlie demelia she started on tiktok grew account then she switched attention to uh, uh, instagram youtube uh, gary v uh, did the same he started on uh, twitter then uh, cover to facebook youtube uh, i think it's a good idea to start with one social media but i see tips that you need to repurpose content everywhere so if we need yeah if we need to do it can you tell how to do it right i mean like not to lose attention to specific social media where your audience is so any tips about that yeah absolutely It, it, it goes back once again to knowing your audience right so we started on linkedin right linkedin was our main channel of choice we have 20,000 followers on there but at the end of the day if you're really trying and taking your content seriously you're gonna have to go on every single platform 
is just a mandatory. You're going to have to at some point, right? So when we really started taking off is when we stopped focusing primarily on LinkedIn, and then we started going on Instagram. We started going on Facebook. We started going on YouTube. YouTube, we have over 100,000 views in 90 days. And shorts have been driving a majority of that. So people listening right now, YouTube is a great avenue organically for organic views. Shorts is where it's at. That's going to drive a lot of your traffic. Same thing with TikTok. Short form video is always going to be a winner because attention spans go like this. So if you want something, right, make sure you have a quality video. Make sure you have something that grabs the viewer within that first one second. And in terms of repurposing content, right, I know what to share on LinkedIn versus what's sharing on Instagram, right? So if we have something in the community, though, it's pause, where if you say something that's kind of Funny style. We have a little button. We have a funny, a funny thing on our show, and then we'll post that on on Instagram. That's not going to perform as much on LinkedIn, right? But it'll go through the roof on YouTube and, and Instagram, right? So just knowing what works, knowing what content to put out on what avenues. I'm going to put out mostly informative content on LinkedIn. I'm going to do a blend on Instagram. On YouTube, I'm going to do a mixture of all of the above: informative, entertainment, education, right? And that's really what it is. So just repurpose your content and change the copy. The content is going to be the content. The only thing you're changing is the copy to resonate with that audience from there. And just know, I'm going to be very buttoned up, a little buttoned up on LinkedIn. I'm just not going to give a damn on Instagram. I'm going to say what the hell I want because I know an audience that knows me personally. Yeah, nice, nice. Love it, love it. It, yeah. takes, it takes a little bit of time. <clears throat> Once again, if you're looking, we are not coming on this show telling you guys that there's a fast track cheat code that you're going to, master this thing what we're trying to explain to you is without saying it directly so let me say it directly you're gonna have to sit down and take time to really study what you want to do absolutely jared understands this and he can speak of it so freely because it took him three to four years he just said to master linkedin that doesn't mean just posting that means he's paying attention to the analytics he's paying attention to what's called the algorithm of how linkedin takes your information and how it decides to push it out you have to take the time to try and at least understand on a basic level each social media's algorithm. That's going to tell you what's going to perform well on, on different yeah. things. So you have to take the time to learn that because if you do put the wrong thing up, no, it's not going to hurt you. It's just not going to help you. It's just going to sit there. So like Jared said, he can put up a post on LinkedIn that might get him 100,000 impressions. But it's long form. If he puts that same exact post on YouTube, which is video based mostly, nobody's going to sit there and probably read it. It might get two views. So it'll go from yeah. 200,000 on LinkedIn to two views on YouTube. Now, yeah. if for some reason Jared recorded that same material, but he said it in a voice or he recorded himself talking about it and then put it on YouTube where it's now a short, it might now outperform LinkedIn because now he's feeding the system what it's actually looking for so you got to learn what the system is looking for and give it exactly if it wants steak give it steak if it wants peanut butter feed it peanut butter yeah yeah guys uh, i want to ask more about uh getting relevant views uh for example i often speak with content creators uh influencers and um I learned myself, including uh, about <laughs> that. You know, so it, sometimes I can get 300,000 views and zero sales. Sometimes I can get 100 views and uh, some sales, you know. And I think uh, for me, it's more important to get sales than views. So can you tell how to get relevant views? Because I see when uh, content creators chase to get more views, subscribers, followers, but 
it, it doesn't sell. I'm not sure it's a good idea. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but it depends on what lens you're looking at it, right? So every person who is looking and viewing your content is at a different stage of the sales funnel, right? Just because I viewed your content, this might have been the first day I actually saw your content. Now you're building trust. Okay, I like what you said. Let me see what he does tomorrow. Let me see what he does for the next six months, right? So that's the challenge. Understanding who in your audience actually wants to purchase for you, who actually wants to view content, and who is just passing by, right? So what I do is we don't focus on a sales metric or conversion standpoint with our content. We have a saying that we say is impact over metrics. Because what I really want to do is impact the people. And if I impact the people, the sales are going to happen as a result of it, right? If I taught you something and I gave you something that helped you in your day-to-day, helped you in your job, helped you your content perform better, right? Guess what? I provided real value in real time. And then more than likely, that's going to get reciprocated in some way or fashion. Whether you reach out to me in a DM and say, hey, Jared, I just tried what you said on Tuesday. That shit really worked, man. And my boss loved me, man. Thank you so much. Do you put an ROI on that? How do you put an ROI on it? Right? Just because they didn't bring you a direct sale. But what if a year from now, that same person comes in and now they're working at Nike? Mm -hmm. Now what? Right. So how do you put a one on one conversion? So we think of it very differently, even though, yes, we're trying to grow our business. We try to sell a majority of our our sales comes from the podcast straight up and down. So we'll get guests that we want to work with that we find is interesting and have them on the show. And then we build a relationship in real time. And if there's a way for us to do business and more than likely there always is, we will follow up. They'll come to New York. We'll go get lunch. We'll break bread. We'll meet their families. Things like that. And that's where the relationships come in. And that's where the revenue comes. Because now they know me as a person. They know my expertise. And they're going to throw me a bone. And now I can work directly one-on-one with person instead of me trying to figure out out of these 300,000 views, who the hell wants to buy? And now it's yeah. finding a needle in a haystack. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. Uh, I want to ask about uh, the number of followers or subscribers. Uh, yeah. So do you think it's still important to grow this number uh, or uh, it's better to forget because you know uh, for example when i watch youtube i uh, get uh, some videos in recommendations i never subscribe to these channels but youtube can recognize that it's my interest uh, the same with tiktok the same with linkedin even if i subscribe but not interested with these videos youtube doesn't share these videos with me so what do you think uh, about today it's important to uh, get more followers subscribers or it's better to uh, create content that people want to consume <laughs> it, it depends on what your goal is right mm-hmm. so if your goal is for specifically on youtube right so there's a monetization plateau right so if you get 500 subscribers you get a certain amount of watch time or public watch hours or a certain short views time then you can be able to monetize. You can get super chats. You can get people to buy badges to your platform. Once you get to a thousand, then people can buy merchandise and other things like that directly as a source. So you can go direct to consumer. So it is important if that's what your goal is, is just to monetize on YouTube. But once again, if you just want to build your audience so you can monetize off of social media, then the impact and followers and all that stuff is still important, right? But once again, it's how do you want to impact? And where do you want to make that impact, right? We want to monetize across the board. So YouTube and following is still important. But once again, if I have reached that person from YouTube that saw a clip of mine that actually changed the way they think or changed their lives, that's what we're trying to do. And that person is going to follow us regardless. And that person is going to watch video 700 from seven because they stayed mm-hmm. with us. They saw the journey. They saw the process. So what we like to do is we like to show people the entire journey. So people who follow me from year one, imagine how they saw me looking with no ring light, no camera, no microphone, uh, with me and Lee Gola downstairs talking talking sales, to now we're talking to some of the biggest names in the industry. 
Yeah, it, nice, it's, nice. it's more attrition, right? They, they they believe you, they follow you, they trust you. And that's what you want to do. And that's the impact that you're going to get. And that's the impact that's going to create sales. Yeah. Yeah. It's a numbers game, Anatoly. Just remember that, yeah. right? Facts. It, yeah. it doesn't really matter. Even if you take money off the table, just talk impact. If If our goal is just to disseminate information, then obviously the more people that subscribe to us, the more people that follow us, the better, right? Mm -hmm. Take money off the table. It's just a numbers game. Even like you said, hello to the good viewers, hello to the bad viewers, even the ones that don't like us. Those will be the ones that pay attention the most because now they're trying to nitpick everything that we say. They're taking apart all the information that we're given. So it's a numbers game. I think if you're trying to get across any type of information, you obviously want the biggest um, base possible, fan base or whatever you want to call it, base possible. But just don't concern yourself with just strictly building it. Like I said, solve a problem or give out quality information and, and don't even worry about the numbers because once you start operating at a certain level, they'll, they'll come right to you. Um, yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, I, I want to unhide why I use this greeting. I mean, like, hello, good people, bad people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've like heard nobody say that before. I like it. Yeah. Uh, it's my small secret, you know. Um, I played a lot with uh, such greetings, and uh, what I found, if I use this quote, it can help to hook people in the beginning. I don't know how. I don't know why. But uh, in, in most cases, it's better to skip any greetings and to share value in the beginning. But if I use this quote, it works. <laughs> so I, I'm here. Can I ask you a question, Anatoly? Yeah, Since yeah. we're on your podcast, right? What do you think are some of the high character? What are the characteristics of a great podcast? What do you think podcasters need to be successful today? What makes a good one? Uh, I think value, value and inspiration. Uh, if you inspire others to do actions, um, uh, for example, from my experience, I usually help uh, busy people who have no time to create content, who have no time to spend time on social media, mm -hmm. but uh, it's better to tell them how to do it. And for example, my audience consists of people who are looking for ways to learn from scratch, to learn some basic. Then when they understand basic, they can cooperate with great experts. So um, I have some students, but in most cases, business people, uh, business oriented people, and they need to know the basic foundation because, of course, uh, for example, like you, uh, you spend all your time on social media, but my audience uh, consists of people who have no time, you know, to uh, for social media. And I need to, to explain them how to get traffic, how to get results, then these people will hire or outsource other who can help them with that. So, but that makes sense. without understanding the basic, it doesn't work. And it's important to inspire. Of course, you can share value. But once I spoke with Jim Edwards, uh, he worked in Business Insider 10 years. He started on this company from scratch and the company was sold for $500 million. Great success. And by the way, he wrote a book, uh, say thank you for everything, a great book. And he said that, uh success of business insider depends on creating non-boring content so you need to inspire to share value to of course uh it's not like comedian stuff uh, you can't i don't know compete with uh great comedians uh, uh kevin hart but you need to be yourself and to inspire to give the reason you know to to listen all your episodes 
It, I, I, I agree with that. I, I think something I would add to that too is one, like you said, the authenticity is key, but the differentiation, how do, how do you make yourself different? Like value is once again, a subjective, right? So for us, what we're trying to do, like with our podcast, how do you stand out of a seat of, a million podcasts, right? And what we do is just give them things. We look at the landscape. We look at people who are doing similar things to us. And what can we do to add our own flaws and flavor, right? Like, for instance, we, hey, hey to the good guests. Hey to the bad guests. You might hear us say that shit on Thursday. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. <laughs> we take things. I'm just telling you. Telling, and I, we I, make I, our I, I love that intro, man. I, I love it. it. It caught me right off the back. Like, it, it caught it. me right off the back. Yeah, but, but, but what that creates is comfortability with your guest. Yeah. And that's the mission key yeah. that a lot of podcasters sometimes miss, right? What people are going to judge your show on is one, the value, the entertainment factor, the education factor, but also comfortability because this is an art. What can you get me to say that I haven't shared on any other platform? And that's up to you as a host to make that happen. So for us, it's making our guests feel so comfortable. We've gotten stories that I can't even believe we've gotten. We've got stories from cancer survivors, people who've lost loved ones. We've gotten business stories of people successfully exiting out of businesses for hundreds of millions of dollars, right? All these things that they wouldn't have shared, people sleeping in their cars, um, what they have to do to grind to get to the success story that they are today. And, and that doesn't happen without comfortability and authenticity. So for anybody that's looking to be a podcaster, comfortability is a key. Work on your communication skills and just be your damn self. You don't have to be scripted. You don't have to be Anatoly. You don't have to be Jared. You ain't got to be Chatty O. Be yourself. And then it's going to yeah, work course. out for you, man. It's going to work out. So that, that's what we, we try to do in a nutshell. Nice. Nice. Love it. Love it. Guys, you can find links to the show. So uh, subscribe. Absolutely. Because, subscribe. because I, I did it. For me, it's important to get value. So I recommend to anyone. And uh, I want to ask about failing you know uh about uh, what you I, say that again uh, failure 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 okay. oh yeah uh, you know for example when i start something new i usually fail all the time yeah. because i start from best practices generic strategies uh, for example when i started pr uh, yeah. i i wrote a bunch of press releases i pitch all of them i got zero results zero mentions nothing but I learned the process. Then we hired people who can write great press releases. Uh, we uh, hired people who can pitch them, uh, created the process, and we got mentions on CNN, Bloomberg, mm. many big websites, great websites, because of failing in the beginning to learn how it works. And today, for example, uh, in our company, we can save uh, 60K a week because... If I hire like Ferry Cazoni or any other great PR specialist, they charge $5,000 for one press release. We can write 12 press releases a, a week and get great results. Uh, but I failed in the beginning. So today it works well for our company. Can you tell about failing? Uh, because people when fail, they usually give up and leave it to find something else for example uh, most uh, podcasters usually don't record more than eight episodes because they can't get results from seven episodes i have no idea how to do it i think <laughs> uh, i i uh, recorded 700 episodes with uh, neil patel ren fishkin with many other great uh, specialists to craft the process that works for me so any tips about failing how to avoid this failure <laughs> yeah absolutely i think it's just shifting your mindset and I don't know, Chad, you probably agree with me, but we don't, we don't even like the word failure. 
It's a lesson. So now if you went through and took all the time to invest in running the process of creating a PR newsletter that actually drives results, right? Now, it's not a failure. It was actually a lesson. Now, the question is, are you going to move forward to actually cash in on that investment? And that's where a lot of people drop off. It's because they see it as a failure. It's not a failure. You learn from it. You didn't have to pay some guy. You didn't have to pay a course. You didn't have to, you know, you might have listened to a thousand YouTube videos, but guess what? That's information and knowledge that now you could package up and sell. So how is that a failure? Yeah. So we we look at things as lessons. Everything we take on the chin, like everything's a lesson for us, right? Us starting a business, right? We had our first client within a week of our business. We've had great clients. We've worked with big brands, but we also lost some clients, right? It's not a failure. You learned. And now going yeah. into 2024, we know exactly who we want to work with, who we don't want to work with, what questions to ask, how we're going to go about it, what is a good intake form, what questions we need to know about a client base to give the best possible product. Not a failure. So if anything, I would just say in terms of, in terms of failure, just shift your mindset for anybody listening. It's not a failure. It's a lesson. But are of you going to stay in there to cash in on that investment? Because if you don't cash in on it, then it's a failure. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. know, just to add to that, it also depends on how you're starting your viewpoint yeah. on how you're looking at something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'm going to give you two examples, right? Like I said, I, I, I my cousin brought me into podcasting. I, I was listening to maybe one or two podcasts. Um, my son's mother is an avid podcaster and my lady's a podcaster. So I would get the residual podcast from them, but never searching for podcasts on my own. So when my cousin came to me to open the business, he knew I knew business. He knew I didn't know podcasting you see i knew he knew podcasting and social media i knew business i trusted in him he trusted in me but i understood something right off the bat this was never a get rich quick scheme this is the problem with most people i don't even want to call them procrastinators they just don't understand what it takes to build something and a lot of people what they're looking for is what we call a quick flip You're looking to just invest in something. Somebody taught you a masterclass or made it look like their success is super easy and it can be, you know, duplicated so easily that you you, you buy into it. You buy into it. See, that's the other podcast, Anatoly. They're trying to get us off your show. (laughs) They always do. They always do. Anatoly's show, goddammit. Don't call us. But uh, (laughs) long story short, if you're getting into something, right, and you're looking for a quick flip and then you get hit with a loss, of course you're going to look at it as failure because you didn't want to put that much work or effort into it anyway. You just kind of wanted a a cash in and cash out return factor. So yeah, you're going to look at it as failure. But if you actually start building something that you actually want to develop, then like Jared said, you have to understand that success is not based on you actually succeeding. It's actually based on how many times you failed and learned from those failures to be able to succeed, right? So- that is, it's all, you know, the mindset of going into a situation plays very heavily on the outcome and, and how you view um, your journey in that situation. Yeah. Absolutely. Nice, nice. I, I think it's very important to enjoy what you do. For example, I play basketball. I, I often do it like three, five times a week. I play basketball and most guys in, um, in the street can beat my ass, you know, on one side. Uh, they play much better than me. But it doesn't stop me to play basketball because it's my hobby. <laughs> I love it. I enjoy the process. So it's the same with podcasts, with social media. You need to love it. If you love it, you don't care about money. It's like watching TV. People watch six hours a day TV. And nobody pay 
them to watch TV. They pay to watch TV, you know, so, yeah. yeah. If you love, if you enjoy, uh, then results will come uh, because you can overwork others. So it's simple. That's it. That's yeah. It. And guys, I have my final question to both uh, about, uh, as I mentioned, my audience consists of business-oriented people uh, who have no time for social media, who have no time to craft content, but they need to learn from scratch. And I usually recommend to anyone, just learn the basic before finding someone who can decide your problems. And uh, from my experience, we get great results with someone who understands what we do. If they understand why we need to create high quality content, then we get great results. If they don't, I don't know how to help them. It's it's really tough because uh, nobody can decide your problems if you don't help to decide these problems. Like, I don't know, like lose weight. How you can lose weight if you uh, don't know that you need to eat healthy food, to train, to drink water. I think it's the same with social media, with any content. You need to understand the basic. So I want to know, uh, if you started today from scratch without any experience, knowledge, skills, what will you do if you need to do everything from scratch? If I need to do everything from scratch, I would, one, change my mindset to say I don't have time for social media because we all have time for what we want. Mm-hmm. It's how bad do you want it? Right. So you're saying your audience doesn't have time for social media, but they have time to work out. They have time for family. They have time to watch TV. They have time for Netflix. They have time for LinkedIn. They have time to listen to the UN podcast. They have time to listen to more than a title. Then they have time. It's how are you going to utilize that time to make it make sense for you? So that's what one thing I would say. And I would just do it for me. I would pick one platform. Um, What we did was we picked a platform like LinkedIn because we wanted to make sales. Our main objective was get sales and get in front of business people and decision makers who could actually drive incremental revenue for us. And the only place that was going to be was LinkedIn directly. So we focused on that. But if you want to be mainstream, you want to do entertainment, you want to maybe be the biggest video content creator in the world, you work on TikTok, you go on YouTube, you go to Instagram, you do reels, you work on your short form content. So one is just identifying who your audience is, who do you want to reach, who do you want to be? And I would just focus on that one channel of choice. So that's what I would do personally. Cheddar, what about you? Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, a, I'm a big connoisseur of, of knowledge. Um, most of the things that I've, I've learned how to do, somebody I've either asked somebody to show me how to do it, or what I like to do is I, I go online or I buy books. Like I'm a big reader mm-hmm. and I'm a big video watcher because I know how I learn. If you understand how you learn, I'm like a kind of hands-on guy. Like if I see it and I hear it, then I can understand it. So what I do a lot of times when I'm having a problem is I utilize what's already out there. YouTube. YouTube is TikTok. The, this is like the world's best, you know, Encyclopedia Britannica right now. You understand what I'm saying? Like they have so many how-to videos on almost anything and everything that you could ever want to learn. All you got to do is type in how to do this or how to do that and watch a video from somebody who has made the mistake already. Yeah who has made the mistakes before you so that they're saying, don't do it that way. Not because you you, you can't, but I'm just telling you, you're going to fail if you do it that way. If you do it this way, I can at least help you to minimize your failure. So pay attention and be willing to learn from people that have already not only made the mistake, but they're giving you the information for free because TikTok is free. YouTube is free. You can sit there a hundred hours a week and watch all this information and learn 
for free. So if you can't learn for free, then you really, like Jared said, you're not that serious about what you want to do. Because anything that you do, anything is going to require some type of education into that field if you want to grow it other than it just being a hobby. A hobby doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how a hobby looks. So if podcasting is your hobby, pull out your phone, say whatever you want to say, however you want to say it, and whoever watches it, watches it, and whoever don't, don't. But the moment you want to take it serious, then you care about if your camera's blurry, if your audio is crispy. You understand if you have yeah. noises in the back so they can actually hear you. Now yeah. you have to, like like uh, Anatoly said, now you have to learn the foundation of what is good video quality, what is good audio quality, right? And then start applying it to whatever project you're going to work on so that you can get to a level that you feel like you're giving value. Yeah, nice, yeah. nice. <laughs> uh, I, I, I couldn't agree more. Um, I, I like all points that Jared mentioned. If you have no time for social media, <laughs> probably you can leave your business, you know, because uh, <laughs> it, it, it's it's tough. It's tough uh, to grow, to go ahead, to uh, get your customers. And you need to make your hands dirty if you don't uh, have Absolutely. this experience. You can yes. learn a lot. You can learn everything. But we have short memory. We can forget about everything. Yeah, for a few hours. I can forget for a few minutes. Just let me know. If yeah. I don't do, if I don't uh, make my hands dirty, it's tough to get results. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, can, can we can we end off on this, Anatoly? I would love yeah. to hear the sacrifice. People need to hear the context when we say, like, how serious about it. How many hours did you invest initially into your content? Uh, I remember when I invested, like, uh, 12 hours a day uh, only on Ooh. LinkedIn alone. 12 hours a day. I, I, I wrote like my record 400 comments, uh, manual comments without any AI. I just uh, open uh, uh, social media profiles with similar content and I left my comments, my view to share extra value, to bring more value. So yeah, I, I grew my audience to spend like some time. I remember even uh, 16 hours a day. I spent only on LinkedIn to write comments every single day. Wow. You know, and that that was tough in the beginning. Uh, in the first day, I could write like 10 comments, but then I grew to 400 comments, a lot of comments. Uh, today, I don't do it because I have many other priorities. Uh, so, but uh, yeah, I think uh, anything is possible if you can find this time. You know, find the time. Yeah. Find the time. And as you, like you said, as you grow, you'll get people to help you in a team and things like that. I didn't, <clears throat> I didn't put that many hours, but for context, just last year we created what it was over. I think it was over what a thousand minutes of content or something like that from the podcast alone, not including our written long form content, not including our merch sponsorship stuff, not including pictures and events we went to all that stuff. And then when I first started, I was doing a, a regular nine to five job. So I still had the sales number I had to hit on yeah. top of focusing on content. So once again, guys, it goes back to how bad do you want it, right? You're going to have to make the sacrifice. No reward with no big risk. You got to be all in on yourself and put in the time. Sometimes there's a lot of days where, you know, I don't see my kids sometimes. Sometimes I'm missing bedtime because we up doing a podcast or I'm doing clips or I'm doing that. What kind of sacrifice you need, you're willing to do to better your life and better your family's life? So that's what it comes down to. A hundred percent. No excuses. You can sacrifice six hours a day watching TV. Just sacrifice this time. That's it. I just want to add one little piece to what Jared said. Know yourself. Know yourself. Guess what? It is okay not to be good at something. 
And I think as a, as a race of human beings, we need to stop feeling like it is not okay not to know something. I do not know everything. That is why I partner with my cousin. If you know somebody that is better than you at something, you might be better at something else than them. Then just come together, let them help you on the things that you're not good with. You help them with the things they're not good with and you can, you can fill a void, you can fill a problem. And once you come up with a team, now you don't have to spend four hours learning how to post and all this other things. You can say, hey, Bob, do me a favor. You post for me. I'll do the analytics. Jared will do the video. We come together. It only took me 20 minutes to do it. It took him 20 minutes instead of you trying to learn everything, and it takes you 20 hours. So don't be afraid to ask for help. If you know somebody that is doing something that is a little further along than you, then just say, hey, would you mind teaching me or would you mind helping me out? Is there something you need to do? that I might be good at and I can help you out. And then that's also how you, you force the relationships that you end up building online. You don't want to just build them Anatoly online. You're fostering relationships. You're building your community. So when you're leaving these comments, people are getting a chance to know you. That's it. That's the first step. Now what's the call to action when you want to do sales, right? The call to action is how do we help each other? Well, you start out by saying, Hey, if you need me to help you with anything, not money related, right? Not money related. Hey, just offer the olive branch. I'll help you if you need me. And maybe they hit you and say, hey, yeah, I did that for you. No problem. You see? And now they develop the personal relationship with you. So when you do actually have something to sell, now they'll be more comfortable to buy it from you because they've built that with you. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Love it. Love it, guys. Mm. Uh, it's a big pleasure to get on my show, to learn from you. Thank you, brother. Welcome back anytime. So I, I'm, I'm going to listen your podcast because I, I always uh, do it when uh, riding or walking with my dogs, you know. So I, I love this experience. Yes. Uh, I can find time only when I need to go outside to drive, to walk, yeah. anything. But no, I'm going to listen. We, we got to get you on our show too, brother. So if we've said yeah. it, we're going to get you on our show. I, I can yeah. imagine because our audience can get a lot of value from you as well, brother. Your That's story, true. what you've been able to grow and build, where you're from, um, things like that. People need to see it, brother. So oh, thank you. We're thank definitely going to set it up. I'm going to send you an email, bro. We're going to set it up soon. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Love it. Love it. Uh, yeah. Tell the best way how to keep learning from you, how to reach out to you, how to follow you. Yeah. So you can reach us at one Jared Thomas on LinkedIn. It's Mr. More Than a Title on Instagram, More Than a Title on TikTok, More Than a Title on Facebook, YouTube. You can find, you can get in touch with myself or Chad. It's Chad Fernandez on LinkedIn. Chatty, I am Chatty on Instagram. Outside the Box Digital is our, is our website, our business. We're a social media agency. More than title is the podcast. So every Tuesday and Thursday, <laughs> oh, more wow. than a title. Go to OTB Digital for your shirts, your mugs, your courses, everything. We got everything you need. And if you just want us to help you, you know, feel free to reach out. DM us, man. We don't bite. <laughs> nice, nice. Love it, love it. Guys, you can find links in the description below. Listen to us on Apple, Google. And we, and we do respond, Anatoly. If, if, if people connect with us, we will respond. When you get a message, it's from us personally. We don't have assistance taking care of our social media. If wow. you reach out, we will come, yeah. you know, connect with you personally. And that's a great point, too, for the for the guests. We yeah. do everything in-house. We don't outsource anything. Yeah. Wow. So nice. we're a two-man band that has a six-figure agency that also creates over a million impressions on organic reach on social media. So you don't need a big team. We would love to have a big team. But we also roll up our sleeves and get it done. So you will hear from us. If you see a clip, we personally did it. You see a flyer up, we personally created it. You see anything happening, we made it happen. So you can do it too. Just remember that. Nice, nice. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, you remind me of Ren Fishkin. He said to me that he replies to all comments, still yeah. replies yeah. to all comments. 
he can find time if uh, busy people like Ren Fishkin can find time. So that means they care about yeah. the audience. Yeah, love it's it. Good Shout out to Ren. Okay, guys. Thanks a lot for listening us and watching. See you next time. See you guys. Thanks for tuning in to Unmiss. Enjoyed the show? Drop us a review on your favorite platform and help us spread the digital marketing wisdom. See you next episode.